Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Sometimes these Oscar categories are not all they're cracked up to be. Well, at least Irishman has a fighting chance and Joker does. Oh, Claws. Okay, well, well, that's that's pretty good. Uh, there goes Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that'll work for cinematography. Um, okay. But yet they say that there's no female directors and no people of color awards. Hmm. Well, if that doesn't really bother people, I know that whole thing about Meghan and Harry leaving the royal family, uh, for a little bit, kind of is bothering everyone. But at the same time, why do I care? Because, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. J360 Legion, how's it going? Welcome to the J-Man Show, hosted by me, J.M. Brady, a.k.a. the J-Man, a.k.a. the leader of J360 Productions, a.k.a. the guy who uh, pretty much just got caught off guard by some other stuff over here. Oh, man. Kenneth Starr, huh, Trump? You, You know, look. Even here, knee-deep in January, you can see that we are still surrounded by nothing more than lunacy amongst ourselves. I mean, if it couldn't be some of the delays, the annoyances, and overall just a lot of expectations that are outrageous around here. Um, so, that whole irony issue, like, we're not done with that yet. And then, of course, you know, we still have this impeachment trial or hearing that we have to go through uh, it's 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 a lot going on it's a lot going on in that scheme of things i might need to start bringing back that political segment on this show you know after a while just see how things turn out it's not going to be the expectation that's going to help all of us out in the end it's more or less just going to probably be you know it, it, it's going to be uh, once again anti-trumps and then people for trump and then at the same time the ones that really matter you know you and me the people you see we're always going to come last when it comes to certain circumstances not like we have ever came first anyway but y- you know it's just how come we're not at that point yet i always wonder that you know like why is it always got to be about the money, the agenda, and then the people. And even then, there's going to be more stuff that's in place before the people because, hey, remember when we're all still arguing about equality and all that stuff, like representation matters? Mm -hmm. Remember our expectations for that? Or the talking town's expectations for that? Yeah, see, once they realize that true equality is, is that when everybody wins at the same time and fails at the same time, they'll probably stop asking for it so much. Or little did you realize that you're not going to get anywhere without working hard and actually sacrificing something for it. You know what I mean? Like, remember that whole thing? See, people don't really want to do that anymore. (laughs) Somewhere along the line, they decided, well, why should I? And all this extra stuff. 
Not to mention the uh, age-old principle from one of my favorite George Orwell novels. You know, yes, all animals are created equal, but some are more equal than others. And you'll see some of them because nowadays, and I got some people in my family that do that crap. They they do all this stuff. They go, oh, the, the, the privilege, everybody's using their privilege. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But once again, like I said, this is where we as, you know, either the low income people or the other people that are of different colors, genders or whatever. We need to be a lot more smarter than our peers sometimes. And just because the talking town has a bigger blowhorn than anybody else and says everything out here to the point where the narrative gets soaked into like everybody's daily lives, either through social media or influencing of any other kind, you know, we have to like pretty much come together and just really rationalize and think this out a little bit and say, you know what? How about doing a good deed and not expecting anything in return? Or how about just saying, you know, it's not true. Like, I'll go ahead and I'll go through the trenches. I'll write my script. I'll go ahead and prepare my news story. I'll keep my website afloat without looking for anything that's sensational. And if it is sensational, make sure that there's a lot of truth behind it. Because if there is no truth behind it, well, that just goes to show what I'm going for here. I'm going for the clicks. I'm going for all the ads I can get. Because that's revenue for me, you know what I mean? And at the same time, you know, I'm self-serving at that point because, good Lord, I, I'm not worried about who I hurt or not. You know, I don't care about any of those other issues, and I don't have integrity anymore. So, in order for me to be a very rich person, I have to go ahead and try to step on people to get that to that point. It seems like that's the overall thing, and everybody wants to be the hero and the villain when it comes to these circumstances. I've noticed that a lot, too. But, you know, in these opening arguments I'm giving you right now, it's just, I don't get it. At the end of all this stuff, what do the social elites think they're going to get out of it all? What do people that are for Trump, even though Trump doesn't care about them, what do you think he's going to do for you in the end? Or... You know, those that are against Trump, what is the opposition going to do for you? Because I look at Bernie, and I try to say that he could be good. I mean, he wasn't bad last time, but obviously the Democratic Party knew something that we didn't because he didn't get that nomination like anything. And, you know, when you got the Clinton machine up there, it's a little hard to get in edgewise. But yet, yeah, Barack Obama managed to beat it. So, and then you see Elizabeth Warren, and I would go for her. I would, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to see what the bandstand is. I'm trying to see exactly what's trying to rope us all in, because I'll be honest, I've been so busy getting other things done, i kind of taken a back, you know, you know what I mean? i kind of taken myself away from politics for a little bit, but at the same time, since I know that we are slowly but surely repeating awful histories about ourselves, and we're not atoning for it, you know, you, you got to pay attention, you got to be like, all right, I see where this is going, this has happened before, and I'm not going to let it happen on my watch. I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to speak out about it, I'm going to say what I need to say. Because now you got not only a small, well not even small, but now you got more more of, um, how can I put it? Uh, you got more people that are self-serving about things than they are about giving to things. And you see, I've noticed... 
it's not always about race. It seems to be more about money and power and prestige. And then the fact that people don't really like other people to the point. But now it's to the point where it's like everybody's trying to compete with each other instead of trying to compete yet help each other in a way. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it seems like more or less we get worse every year. Every year it's always a new scandal. It's always something new. Like the whole thing with police brutality, that should have been worked on. It shouldn't have been more people on that list. But you see people got offended by those that know what's going on taking a knee instead of standing for the flag. But you see the expectations were is this. Oh, 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 you're you're disrespecting patriotism. No, you're not. You're just saying that the powers that be are not helping and looking out for all people. But they're looking out for a select group of people. You see what I'm saying? And now you got a lot of uh, angry women out here, too, practicing misandry on different people. Oh, I see it all the time, guys. Every time I'm on Instagram, every time I'm on Facebook, every time. You know what I'm saying? It's out there. And one way or another, I've noticed when people try to say, I am not my social media, I am yeah, 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 whatever. It's got your name on it. You are a spokesperson for that brand, right? Because we all have one. In a way, we kind of do. How we market ourselves. Like, you know, Facebook and Google know our habits. Twitter knows our habits. Everything that we use around here knows our habits. And one way or another, we don't necessarily pay for these services. But in a way, we do. Because they market their ads and everything around us. So when you're on there and if somebody's saying hi to you or they're just, you know, giving you small talk, and which is hilarious because I know somebody that doesn't like small talk, I get that. But at the same time, we all do small talk because that's what we do. We have to do that in order to actually meet, get to know people. You don't put all your cards on the table. Nah, not at all. So I don't know what world some of these other uh, individuals out here live on, but they ain't living in the real one. And then, <laughs> going back to that misandry thing, you have these people that go ahead and they're so full of themselves, nose in the air, you talk to them and then they look down at you like, oh, who are you to say anything about my lifestyle? Who are you to judge me? And I ain't judging you, but I know enough about you now and basically by how you presented yourself right then and there. If you're going to go ahead and be a giant a-hole, I'll be a giant a-hole back. You know? Fight fire with fire a little bit. Just only this time... You know, it's going to be a little different because you're going to fall in that hole because I know how I am. I don't have a problem generating heat, annoying the hell out of people, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I just sit there and I just sip some tea and look at you and be like, hmm, yeah, this went to a proper boil. And, and look, like I say, I don't go out of my way to do such a thing. But there's just that Bugs Bunny personality in me and, you know, I just can't. Uh, if I know that you're just over here just trying to upchuck a bunch of BS my way after I go ahead and I present myself in a calm, you know, manner, yeah, we're going to war then. <laughs> and I mean, some of these people are crazy. Did you know, like, after I did episode 133, that there was this group out here, I guess they're like, I guess they're like a group of women, they're trying to design this app. Allegedly, it'll screen, like, men and stuff like that. So, yeah, some of you guys out there who are jerks to your women, by the way, F you. And not only that, um, you're messing the game up. But, 
allegedly they're saying that your days are numbered or all men's days are numbered and that they're going to go ahead and they're going to put us on a database and all this stuff. It, it is so stupid. You know, they, and then they got the nerve to have their name be the same as like one of the uh, audio editors out there. And like, I really don't want to say their name because I'm going to be honest with you. Their plan's going to fall apart and blow up in their face anyway. Not because of that they're, you know, they're going into a venture to do this kind of stuff. And not because it's ran by a bunch of angry women. It's the fact that these people have no end game for their plan. They have no long term. You can go ahead and use shock value for short term goals. You could go ahead and say, oh yeah, we're going to expose anybody that does anything. And we're going to let the truth come out. We're going to pretty much do what Redler did in Arkham Origins as Enigma. Like it never happens before. Like it never happens at all. You're no different than maybe Encyclopedia Dramatica, which is a good site, by the way. <laughs> Funny as hell. But when I see it, right, I just I just look at it as like, you know, the world needs to heal. The world kind of needs to get over itself. You know? And it, it's to that point where instead of just admitting that you've been hurt. You've been mistreated, and you try to move on a little bit. I mean, I, <laughs> and then just say, you know, let the wounds bleed out. But at the same time, you go, you patch them out, you get stronger, and you try again. But now you got people that are so confused with the way they do things, they're messing their own selves up. And as they do mess themselves up, they are not doing it alone. They're reaching and grabbing anybody in their friend zone they can. Nobody in the friend zone, they go to the family. They go ahead and try to pull their family down and stuff like that. And then there's nothing to really temper that deep, deep pent-up rage. So they go ahead and they try to find another way to throw their weight around. You see, the thing about it is, a lot of innocent people, men, females, whatever you be, they try to throw that around on other people, you have the right clout to look at that and say, this fight has nothing to do with me. To be perfectly honest, hey, any of you single ladies out there that are mad at all men, I'm not going to take the time to apologize, because not all men are responsible for your behavior. Whereas, like, you know, I don't expect some some woman to come up to me and apologize to me for all of the bad women I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect it. I'm not going to see that person there. You know what I'm saying? But if it's somebody that keeps aggroing that stigma, or if it's somebody that keeps trying to throw their weight around on other people, and that goes for me too. I mean, I could make a whole series of me just throwing all that baggage, if I still had it, on people but the truth is is this it's not going to happen because it's not going to solve anything you got to get over yourselves and you know the fact that these ladies are taking the time rather than just find a different way to cope with that anger but decide to go ahead and build this great unbelievable app that will track down and will stop the evils of of patriarchy or 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 confident men or whatever the hell it is because they sound a lot like that stuff that happened back in the day with the bully hunters and crap. Remember that stupid stuff? If you're a gamer, you pretty much know. Or if you're into video games in general, you probably would remember that whole bully hunters thing hosted by this Twitch streamer and all of it. Pretty much a big giant con game to sell some 
headphones or whatever and didn't solve anything. It was like the most stupidest live stream that Twitch has ever done, among others. Yeah, because uh, let's be honest here, we still got uh, 11, more, 11 more months of lunacy to deal with. Uh, but, yeah, so what with something like that going on, I'm like, once again, this is somebody with too much time on their hands. And then you got Oprah out here trying to go after black men for some reason. So she's not really for the cause like anything. Well, I wouldn't expect any different for somebody who was the best friend of the best friend of Harvey Weinstein at one point and somebody who actually rubbed elbows with Donald Trump. Oh yeah. You know, I I never was really a fan of Oprah. I I, I could just see right through people sometimes, I guess by reading their faces and the comic book industry is going through a lot of hell right now too. So it's just too much going on, man. And it's all over. It's just piddle piddle, you know, and it's an annoyance. And that's why it's part of this episode, because I'm talking about some of the things that annoy me. And nobody's really talking. Everybody's yelling at each other. Everybody's just posting these tweets that go nowhere. Um, Some people will just try to ask you for money, and then they'll try to insult you so that they think that they can get money out of you. Yeah, I saw that crap too many times. I'm not taking it anymore. Matter of fact, that's annoying as hell. You're not getting one damn cent. And I have so much confidence. I'm like... I don't need you. Moving on. Ain't doing good by me and any of that stuff. I'll throw you out. I will put you out the pasture. That's just the way it goes. And I'm not using the statement like that. The the true statement like that. Because a long time ago, if you've seen Old Yeller, that's pretty much what it means. Um, Yeah. But just just the way society is. And right now, it's pretty much doing the um, human centipede thing. It's just eating its own feces to the point where eventually the middle section will die or the end will die. And one way or another, it's going to crumble apart. Because that's just a state of disarray. But on a more fascinating note, though, I'd like to say that Looking at the Oscar lineup here, you can see that pretty much it's there. There's some interesting films here. I mean, there's 1917, there's Joker, there's The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then you got some documentaries, American Factory, The Cave. I'm just wondering why. Um, ooh, The Edge of Democracy. I'm just wondering why. You know, Dolomite is my name isn't on here. That was a good movie, a decent movie. Oh, look, St. Louis Superman. That's a short subject documentary. Okay. You know, there needs to be a stuntman category on here. That would really help. Because <laughs> nobody works harder unless you're a PA or somebody that, um, a gaffer or somebody that really, really is there all the time. You know, because you got some people that get paid by the day, the top of the line, and you got some of the people at the bottom of the line. And um, then you got Frozen 2, Into the Unknown, Jojo Rabbit. You know, honestly, I didn't get to see Jojo Rabbit like anything. Huh. I'll have to take time out of my day and go look it up. And then there's Hair Love. I heard a lot about Hair Love. And then... Hmm. Some of these categories aren't that bad. I mean, it's just kind of what you expect. Of course, Ford versus Ferrari is there, so I don't really have to go into depth on that one. But, 
you know, honestly, when it gets to the point about Oscars, Golden Globes, I mean, those awards are interesting, and they're pretty good accolades in terms of leverage, so you can go ahead and dictate certain things that you want out of the film industry, but at the same time, does it really make you seem like you're the greatest filmmaker or artist, actress, or actor of all time? Does it really? Because sometimes this stuff, I think, more or less, they're just baubles. You know, it gets to a point where, from time to time, people just love to throw their resume and their weight around. And I know a lot of people are angry with the Oscars because of, um, oh, Oscars so white, or they're not getting hosts anymore after what they did to Kevin Hart, and all these other things. Like, all these great controversies, and the snubbing. Oh, yes, the snubbing. The snubbing is the main reason why not to invest in them anymore. You know, if you really think about it, there's a lot of awards that get thrown around constantly. There's a lot of undeserving films that win awards. I mean, you can go all the way back to La La Land and Moonlight if you want to. But you see, the thing is, right? These things are made because it's all about money. It's all about ads. It's about ads, money, and like who can go ahead and compete the most and who can go ahead and waste the most here and all that kind of stuff. You would think it would be about the product itself, but there's always an underlying factor to these things. And I mean, you can look at the gaming industry and see the same thing. I mean, there are some people that during independent gaming, right? Actually, actually, no, we ain't going back into that. But like I said, the same principle still applies. And, um,. I know, like, Sony's not going to make an appearance at E3 again, which, you know, according to a representative, is like, it's not going to be the best to show off our new technology here. And then you sit there for a while, and it's like, you know, because I never had a chance to go to E3. I always wanted to do that. You know, like, I like the idea of Expos, and I just always wanted to go to it, but... Damn. <laughs> you know, by them doing this, eventually, what, what do you think is going to happen in, like, years to come? You know, are they not going to make an appearance again? Or, like, are is, are is everything done now? Like, is everything breaking apart and stuff like that? You know, like, what, what's going to happen in years to come? Because, you know, eventually, you'll have other companies that are feel so confident about this. They'll go ahead and they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, why should we show up? We'll have our own expo. Yeah, we're big enough for it. Yeah, we're capable. And then you got the other little publishers, or I should say big little publishers who like Sega who will be there and they'll be like, Oh well, um, um can we can we leech on to yours? Can we leech on to there? It's it's once again you know, it raises the question of how far we go with this. And speaking of gaming and stuff, I mean, I've noticed that there's been a lot of delays, too, in 2020 so far. Not that it's bad. Sometimes a delay can be good. Sometimes, because if you go off a little too too far for yourself and you're not ready, there might be that chance where, you know, you should have waited a little bit. I mean, I could go ahead and say Sonic 06. I could go ahead and say, like, um... A certain other certain other movies that should have like waited for a little bit, but then again, if you wait too long, it's not good enough. Though I know a lot of y'all are giving the New Mutants a chance, so hey, why not? I wanted to see the film too. And then of course, you know Godzilla vs Kong, which I was waiting for to come out in March. That's been pushed back to November. And well, of course that's a movie, but in terms of games too, I think I think Cyberpunk got pushed back. And I know Final Fantasy VII got pushed back. And there's another one that got pushed back, too. Wait, wait, wait. It better not be... 
Whew. Almost thought it was Doom Eternal. I'm sorry, y'all. I mean, like, some of y'all are playing Kakarot right now, and I heard that that game was pretty decent. But, you see, the thing is, I've been looking forward to that sequel to Doom. <laughs> because, man, I just can't wait to go through the trenches, the battlefields on Earth, and, and I just want to wipe out so many demons again. So, and just getting prepared for it, I've been secretly playing Doom for a little bit. Just to get back in the swing of things, because, man, I cannot wait. And not only that, there's a sword in this one. Ah, uh, yeah. So, March can't come soon enough. And not only that, I'll be more than halfway done with my college at that point. So, I'll be like, yes! Sweet, sweet victory and freedom. So, you know, as long as they're not delaying that one, that that's okay. But some of the other ones here I see, you know, not too bad. I mean, and I know, like, it's hard with uh, Final Fantasy VII, though, because that game should have came out when the PS3 was around. Because I remember they did that tech demo, and it, it looked very good then. Like, right now, like, right now, it's it's okay. Like, you know, right now, it's 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 okay. I didn't like the idea of it being episodic. But, you know, you'll, you'll get over it because guess what? You're playing as Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith. And then you're just seeing the real story come together. And now, I don't know if it's going to be on that same timeline as with um, Advent Children and everything. Because, I mean, honestly, I, I remember them saying that Crisis Core is not canon anymore or it never was canon. Like, whichever side of the spectrum that is, but... I just look at it from time to time, and I'm like, okay, as long as the game comes out and it's playable, I'm fine. I've noticed, like, when Kingdom Hearts 3, everybody was waiting on that. And when that finally came out, a lot of people had mixed feelings about it. I think, like, it was just the hype that kind of killed that a little bit. Because everybody was thinking that there was going to be some Marvel appearances in that game. Instead of just, like, you know, there was a lot more Pixar. And I figured this, you know, Pixar has great franchises. Like, that, that that right there is fine. Because you know why? Because you also have the Avengers game coming. And if that game is anything close to or similar to the Spider-Man game that came out, even though different companies, I know. If it's anything like that, or even, e even Ultimate Alliance, I mean, it, it's a winner. I just hope that we spend some time with the uh, principal characters in addition to Miss Marvel. Which, by the way, I don't have a problem with Kamala. At least that Kamala. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I just did not care for Kamala Harris, especially when she was trying to run. I just, I just didn't, couldn't, wouldn't even try. Because the woman had a had a lot to say, but her actions dictate otherwise. But um, oh yeah, there's there's my chime again. You know, y'all ever have a ring, and you know how sensitive that stuff is. Like when you have the camera looking at everything. The wind is blowing outside so well, and it's like picking up on it every time, so you'll probably hear it throughout this broadcast today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but the problem is, as long as they don't go into, like, Duke Nukem Forever territories, I think we're going to be okay. So, nothing to worry about too much. Though the New Mutants was close. Now, as for Morbius, that's the trailer that's everybody's been talking about as of late. Okay, it might have a shot. I guess there's a new partnership going on with Sony and Marvel. So I'm just thinking, hey, just those two companies, as long as they don't mess it up, we're good. 
because um, and Jarrett Leto, I can go ahead and try to let go. I'm gonna go ahead and move on from his Joker attitude and stuff like that. You know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do that because it seemed like he has found a place for him. And if he goes ahead and he does Morbius well, there might be a chance here for something good. And then not only that, if this is actually a part of the whole universe here or whatever they're trying to do, because I got Adrian Toomes there. And then, of course, you know, the nice little Easter egg with Murderer written on it with Spider-Man, then that's fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you can't forget about Venom. Venom 2 is supposed to be coming soon, right? So, And then, not only that, it's got that lovely R rating, but, hey, you got Carnage in the movie, so it better be R rated. It's just one of them kind of things, man. This, this might actually work. You know? And I hope they, I hope they killed that whole silver and black idea. I mean, it's possible, but honestly, Silver Sable and Black Cat, really? Like, you know, they're going to fight each other like in the first half of the movie. Then they're going to realize they've both been duped. They're going to work together until the third act. And then by the time of the third act, who knows who is going to be involved in that situation. So that's what that's all going to lead to. <laughs> I can just see where that's going. Hopefully the Black Widow movie won't be anything like that, even though that looks pretty interesting. And then everybody was talking about Scott Derrickson uh, walking away from Doctor Strange 2. And I hope that this doesn't ruin the flow of the movie because I think the argument was between a dispute that he had with the Marvel executives about where to take the film. And you see, like, um, the details are still rolling out on that issue. But, I mean, if you have a director, right, and he did well the first time, you know, let him have a little bit more, a little bit more control you know what i mean a little bit more because like i said if you give him too much control it's going to be whatever the hell it's going to be but if you kind of wedge it a little bit and work together and see what that final outcome is going to be you might have something great there but there's a lot of great directors that walked away from projects because of creative differences i mean ava durande durande or yeah yeah ava durande and then you have Edgar Wright with Ant-Man. It's, it's quite a lot. you know. But that's just to name a few. And then the DCU, God knows what they're doing. But eh, I'm going to give Wonder Woman a fighting chance. Because they've been doing alright with certain franchises of theirs. And not to mention the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, cameo between um, Urza Miller and, uh, and Grant Gustin. That, that was actually pretty good. Because <laughs> it lets you know that one way or another that these universes actually connect. And that's what makes the DC universe pretty interesting. I mean, we might have had some uh, rough shakes getting to this point. But there's a chance that, you know, it can redeem itself. And, hey, if we get that Superman sequel with Henry Cavell right back into it, hell yeah. But... I don't know where you can go with Batman right now. Because, um, well, obviously the movie did go into production not too long ago. And, you know, there's some people that are still mad about um, Robert Pattinson being Bruce Wayne. Now, let's be real. Okay? Twilight wasn't the best. But the man has range. And if you look through his uh, filmography, you can see that, you know, he might be able to do the role. He might be able to. And I, you know, honestly, when I see anybody out here that goes into those cherished roles like, you know, 
anything Star Wars or, or Marvel or DC or just anything related to any of these established franchises, I got to commend them a little bit because sometimes the fandom is so crazy <laughs> or the executives behind the scenes are so crazy there's no middle ground there for those people. So, like, when they're just trying to get through their day, get the shot, get the scene done, get through all those grueling tasks, much like how the the crew is, you know, you, you got to give them that benefit of the doubt. And then you look over at the screenwriter, and then you're like, you know, a lot's riding on your head, too. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, they're fans. They know how to do this. They know how to convey the... It's like, you know what? It sounds like a whole lot of hero worship there. On the real, I just want to see how this all works out and the final product. And at the same time, I don't want to have to listen to everybody talk about a director's cut, whether that director's cut is going to come in and wipe everything clean or whatever. Like I said before, a director's cut is one of those kind of things that, hey, you have a dinner party or something like that, and you say, hey, guess what? Have you seen this? That's your moment of posterity to go ahead and show off and say, I have a certain cut to a film that nobody else has. And then you look at the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League. It's not going to make that movie any better. If anything else, guys, when it comes to director's cuts and stuff, for like here on out on any J360 show, especially the J-Man show, we're going to call like anybody that uses the director's cut to um, apply to anything, we're going to call it the Highlander 2 principle. You know why? Because Highlander 2 was one of those movies that no matter how many cuts or different takes of the film there is, it was bad. It was laughable. It was pretty pretty much a joke compared to the first one. You know what I'm saying? And the great series and all the other movies that followed after it really had nothing to do with any continuity. So, you know, that's what we'll call it from now on. The Highlander 2 Principle. Because no matter what cut of a film you'll get, if you put lipstick on a pig, that's still just putting lipstick on a pig. If you wrap tinfoil around a piece of dung, you're still wrapping around tinfoil around a piece of ass. So it's it's nasty. So one way or another, you're never going to get that perfect film. What you could do is, you try to make a great film. And you make a film that pleases at least... Maybe, I want to say, three-fourths maybe, three four, half to three-fourths maybe, then you got something. Because there's always going to be that one-fourth you're never going to reach. So it's just one of those kind of things. But I love how people say, well, you know what, we have passionate storytellers. And then there is a, a Rise of Skywalker director's cut. And then there's the Trevor Vaux Rise of Skywalker script. And it's like, let the damn thing go already. It had its theater run. I took a glance at it. It was okay. It's over now. You got The Mandalorian. We got the six other films. We'll all be fine. Everybody's got their part of the fandom to play in this. Stop beating the horse. And then you see it on YouTube all the time. I mean, some of these big YouTubers, they sit there and they keep punching it and punching it and punching it. And it's like... Leave it alone. Stop. Stop. Enough's enough. One way or another, your complaints did not stop the movie coming out, and you still paid money to go see the damn thing. So at one point or another, you contradicted yourself. Go sit in the corner. I'll see you when you got something viable to talk about. You know what I'm saying? 
Because now, not only that, I think, like, what, a new season of Doctor Who's coming and it's still the female Doctor Who? And they're still chiming on that. I think there's another guy on YouTube that's talking about the Star Trek Picard series. Which, at the same time, you know, I didn't see it yet, so I don't know exactly how to go down. I also know, when it comes to certain things about Star Trek, how come certain scenarios didn't get finished out? and star trek there's more holes in star trek right now i can say that it's equivalent to maybe the even the x-men universe some sometimes because there's so many questions but hey it is what it is and not only that uh 20th century films now right there's no 20th century fox anymore and i can't blame them for that because there's still a company called fox out there but yep here we go I don't know how I feel about it. I just look at it and I'm like, I expected it, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, here's another piece of annoyance. And indeed, my expectations are hopefully they'll turn out some good films. Hopefully, everybody out here in the indie crowd has a chance to make a stellar blockbuster. Hopefully, you know, we all make a difference in 2020 because right now, 2020 is like annoying as hell. And we're not even done with January. But, I have to always, like I always say, it takes time. And it's going to take time, it's going to take sacrifice, and it's going to take focusing on that goal. And then just trying to filter out all the BS around us, because Lord knows we got a lot of it. And then hopefully we can get where we need to be. And if there is a bad movie out here, don't go to it then. If it's a movie that you really don't care for, don't invest in it. Make your own damn movie. And you look at the Oscars and stuff, and it's like if the Oscars are to the point where they're rigged and they might as well be, because sometimes the underbelly of everything has a problem, then don't worry about the Oscars. Just do something great for yourself. Go ahead and make that movie. Go ahead and write that script. Go ahead and make that comic. Go ahead and have some fun doing what you love. Because one way along the line, people out here, they've had it so good and so easy for so long and set in their ways, they're not trying anymore. And that's their flaw. Because they're going to get buried. So you got to keep doing what you got to do. Alright? Because they're going to be buried by the weight of their own bull. And they should. Because it's not fair to me, and it's not fair to any of you out here that are trying. And don't be afraid to fail. That's how you get through all these moments of annoyances, delays, and then check your expectations. And you'll be fine. But until then, that is episode 134, ladies and gentlemen. I talked your ear off long enough. You all take it easy from here on out. This is the J-Man signing off. Peace. (laughs) 